0: This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock or see more at flinthat.com. Now it's time for the other side of the news and the other side of the issues. From the other side of Texas with your host, Jay Leeson. On the other side of Texas. History has its place on the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it, they say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas horse, we roll along. Hey there, howdy! Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend that you hang out on the other side of Texas. We're talked about the afternoon radio show in all of West Texas. I'm your host, Jay West Texas Leeson, and that was in the intro... Our friend, Weston Guitarless Taylor, and Weston Taylor here in studio. How you doing, Weston? I'm doing good. And our friend, Glendon Polk. You got anything to say there, Glendon? I got nothing, Jack. You got nothing yet. So listen, guys, what I was thinking about was how my son has qualified everything that precedes 55-inch television, which he has, and the Nintendo Switch, everything that predates it is even though he loves Tecmo Bowl, he, he said, the original Tecmo Bowl, where he and my son Jack and, and Sam are you to the uh, every time we turn on Tecmo Bowl, there's a fight, and they have to make a truce that nobody can be Bo Jackson. But even though they play old school Tecmo Bowl, everything that proceeds like, oh, I don't know, 2017 is the olden days. To him. And you know, like Uncle Rico, I'm always living in the perpetual past. Like I can throw that ball over the mountain. Back in 82, boys, back in 82, it's it's all for Jack. Hey Dad, you know what that was? That was the olden days. That's that's what that was. I'll be lying if I didn't tell you that to this day I still have dreams that I get called up by Jerry Schaefer and Wayne Riley to suit up for the Abernathy Antelopes. Got my horns on top of my head. Abernathy Antelope suit up, go play another ball game. That I'd still have dreams about those things. And hold on, hold on. One thing that really grinds my gears, if I can complain for just a second, is whenever I was younger in an Abernathy. Like to me, a town requires that there be twenty miles of rural land in between it and the quote-unquote next town or city in order for it to be a town. And whenever I was a kid playing in Abernathy, especially whenever I was younger, and then as I got older, but more whenever I was younger, we would play towns like Crumb and Pilot Point and Grapevine. Like, we played Coy Smith in 91 and Marlon Poindexter in Hale
1: Center. Hale Center, yes, sir. Like,
0: super athletes. Like, where did these guys come from? But the problem was that Grapevine and Crumb and Pilot Point, all those guys Always had three Coy Smiths and two Marlon Poindexters. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. So whenever I was in my mid-20s, driving from Dallas on Highway 75, going up to Oklahoma, as a rural West Texas kid, some 10 years later, look up, and there's not... There's not any ground in between Chrome and the next town. It's all one big strip mall suburb that stretches in the- These were not real towns and how dare we be robbed whenever we were kids in Abernathy playing against suburbs chrome Pilot point great these are not other sides of Texas. This is just a continuous suburb of Texas. I'm glad to finally get that off my
1: get that <laughs> off
0: my chest yeah.
1: I don't so, think twenty miles separates Abernathy and New Deal. Seven miles. Okay. That's a well, bad deal from New Deal? Okay.
0: I just want at least five, seven miles between town to town. I Yeah. Thanks for understanding. Because <laughs> you grew up in Lubbock. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Weston, guitarless Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, all I had to say that there was one guy, and look, I'm not a proponent of hey, just because you have a dream, go do it. Like, I'm dreaming a dream that I'll be an artist. Like, nobody tells their kid, hey, we'll go pursue an art degree. It's going to be fun. You'll have a house by the time you're 50. Like, you'll have a mortgage." No, be responsible. Do it on the side. Kind of like I do this radio show. Because everybody knows that the poorest guys in the world are radio guys. Do it on the side. Side money's the best money. As you guys both know. Yeah. Two very well-respected professionals in Lubbock, at least most of the time, respected. <laughs> it, we all have business, and then we do this on the side. But Jay,
1: Jay, I respect you. <laughs> but you're a good artist, too.
0: A 25-year-old man who officials say poses as a 17-year-old so that he could once again take to the basketball court As a high school athlete, attended Dallas high schools for nearly nine months before he was arrested last week. Sidney Portley began the school year at Skyline High School, where he enrolled claiming to be a Hurricane Harvey refugee. That's a nice play in. Months later, he moved to Hillcrest High School and joined the basketball team, Dallas ISD officials say. Did they not ever stop and say, Whoa, 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 the gray strands? Like, that's weird. Or did they not look at what his mom was driving up in a brand new Hummer or Porsche? We can't profile it all now, apparently. Like, we we can't, we only have basic skills to assess, Hey, is this guy a threat? So in um, October, Portley enrolled at Hillcrest High School as a freshman. And then uh, they say that Portley, who this important parenthetical, who appears to have had a collegiate basketball career at Dallas Christian College. He wound up with Hillcrest thereafter, and uh, he was voted the Offensive Player of the Year in his district and finished with an 11-10 record. But here's the catch. He began to date a 14-year-old classmate. So 25-year-old guy with a 14... Now, if we're talking like, let's go back a century, our great-great-grandparents... All cool. But again, take back to what his mama drives comment, because I thought he was getting paid by the school district. No, not... I thought he was there for the money. So what's crazy to me is what they got this guy on was that he uh, was messing with government records. Not that he was messing with 14-year-old girls as a 25-year-old guy, but he was messing with government records. Uh, the 14-year-old knew the man as Rashawn Richardson. That was his... Assumed identity there at at Hillcrest. It's just crazy to me that nobody looked at the guy and was like, "Hey, uh, this is a problem," because I guess we can't do that anymore. Check like birth certificates. Hopefully,
1: messing public documents is a bigger crime. Federal jail. He's been day for day there. Maybe he's gonna get more punishment that way.
0: He did pay his bond, and he got out. But uh, I gotta tell you what. As somebody who tried to get into cow pokes in Lubbock, Texas in uh, 1993 with the ID and said that I was born on 6666, I got to give some props for the uh, Hurricane Hardy refugee <laughs> status. I mean, that's a pretty slick move there. Portly slash Rashawn Richardson. Yeah, gray in his beard. You know, whenever I was, this is something that, Whenever I was a senior, I got named to some all-star teams because I was just Mr. Fundamental. Like, Mr. Fundamental, not talented, just work harder than the other guys. But the problem is, is that a severe case of senioritis has set in. So I stopped playing basketball in March, February, and I was called into this all-star game in in May. And it was a golden spread all-star game. And I had to go drive up to Amarillo. But there was this guy who went on to play for Michigan. He was Michigan's sixth man. He was on another team, of course. And again, Jack, this is olden days story. But uh, I want to say that the guy was 30. Kind of like our friend here, uh, Mr. Portley. Which is what some people call me, Mr. Portley. But uh, <laughs> I was uh, going to... Uh, went into the game... And this guy was just unreal. Like, just a freakish athlete. I didn't know what to do with it. And by that time, life was less about character and hard work than it was, how shall I say it? Fast
1: uh, times that I
0: the high. Fast times, <laughs> yes. It was more about the uh, camel wides without filters and uh, keystone. So I get drugged in this, this all-star game. <laughs> this guy that went on to play at Michigan was driving down the court. And he was going to dunk the ball. And I was huffing and puffing to get down the court. And I stood about three feet in front of the free throw line, three feet towards the rim. So I got two feet down. My back was facing him. And sure enough, he jumped, jumped in the back of my head. (laughs) He jumped and jumped in the back of my head. And I was holding my position. And the refs, I heard the whistles blow, and he had already gone jump in the back of my head, dunked the ball, hit the court head first. And I, whenever I came to, I saw the referee holding a fist over his head, pointing at Michigan sixth man. I think his name is Brandon Smith. That was his name, Brandon Smith. Pointing at Brandon Smith. And they called the charge on him the first time. College scouts tell me. Because they tell me, we have no interest in you. Other than to say it's the first time we've seen somebody take a charge backwards. Jump in the back of their head. <laughs> so there's part of me that just. I'm better the, the face. <laughs> i by that. <laughs> part of me just wonders if uh, Portland That'd be
1: the other side of Texas. Port,
0: <laughs> Portly is, is a uh, descendant of. Brandon Smith and I did. I ran past all the scouts that had their tables on the baseline. At, uh, you know, essentially the nineteen ninety seven version of "Are you not entertained? Have you never seen it? Who wants to sc- Who wants to get any scholarship right now?" Don't follow your dreams all the time, kids. Hey, uh, stick right with us here, Johnny other can't side drink, of Texas. When you're best friends with the founder of the Lubbock County Militia, you get your own radio show. It's The Other Side of Texas with Jay Leeson. I work the rigs from 3 to midnight on the Corpus Christi Bay. I'd get off and drink till daylight. the morning away. So yesterday, if you're listening to the program, I kind of got into it with my therapist, my uh, Texas politics therapist, Ross Ramsey, on uh, Beto O'Rourke and how I think that Beto O'Rourke should endorse Andrew White, who's clearly not the crazy person in the Democratic campaign for governor. Clearly not the crazy person. His opponent, who's... Playing every marginalized card you can imagine drives me crazy. Lupe Valdez, if she comes out, she is going to make Wendy Davis look like Machiavelli. Now, look, this is not an endorsement of Beto O'Rourke, but listen to Beto O'Rourke. And then what we want to do is put some audio together from Lupe Valdez the other night. And you ask yourself, dear listener, if you ever ran for office statewide in Texas, would you want to be tied to this because this is cra- it's crazy to me what you say about guns. Uh, a lot of people are going to shy away from and stance on the border. Those things I think your likability can overcome a lot of that. But you cannot be tied to the hip with this loopy Valdez thing. Endorse Andrew division for either of us or, or for the state. Let's get in with Cruz. Uh, Why should Republicans be disappointed with Ted Cruz?
1: You know, I think our two records of service offer a a helpful contrast. We are both elected in 2012. He to the Senate, I to the House. In that time, I've held 93 town hall meetings in El Paso. And I don't mean like captive audience town hall meetings uh, at the factory uh, with just the school teachers uh, with just this interest group or the other big public town halls uh, all comers welcome no hold no no holds barred and and not always easy and, I, and I'll tell you jay I go into those town halls with a little bit of fear uh in my in my belly because I'm gonna face the people who put me into this position and account for myself that has made me a better representative that's given me ideas with which I can run legislation that I've literally been able to introduce and a bullshit check on me coming back and saying you know what I couldn't get this bill passed because those darn Republicans stood in my way. I know my constituents won't stand for that. They'll say, find the Republican who can help you get that thing done. And we have, and we just passed a bill signed into law by, by Donald J. Trump, President Trump, that will expand mental health care access for veterans. Could not have gotten it done without working with Republicans. Ted Cruz, in that same period of time, literally not even a year after he's been sworn to serve the people of Texas, has left the state of Texas and traveled to all 99 counties of Iowa. Now, those people in Iowa are important, but he was sworn to serve the people of Texas, and there are 254 counties in Texas. And the biggest applause line or laugh line that I get at any town hall meeting we hold across the state of Texas is, tell me the last time Ted Cruz was here holding a town hall where any of you could ask any question, level any criticism, raise any idea." So our friends at Title One,
0: Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company, bringing you this segment. Title One is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication service from the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty, consumer, and lending needs at titleone.com. So how in the world do we live in a Texas in which you've got the articulate Beto O'Rourke up against this just take a little but
1: andrew you've implied that women that have had an abortion do not respect life i've not implied that
0: well you've said in your own personal beliefs
1: those are my personal beliefs absolutely
0: so that implies that other people that don't agree with you do not respect life
1: I respect people who Andrew, don't Andrew, you owe an
0: apology to these women.
1: Listen, I absolutely... Wait, wait,
0: wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Please, please.
1: N- let me say this. I know there's a theatrical aspect to this and to, to what you just said. But what you just said had nothing to do with what I have been saying. So the reality is still the reality, right? My personal opinions are my personal opinions. And as governor, I trust women to make their own health care decision.
0: All right. All right. So a couple of things here. Lupi Valdez, according to Patrick Svitek, there at texastribune.org, says that uh, Lupi Valdez's campaign filed a corrected runoff report due to a, quote, administrative error. She raised about $208,000 from February, or excuse me, February 25th through May 25th, not $291,000. Her, her, like, is, are we running for city council in Rawls, Texas, or are we running for governor? For you guys who are like, oh, Leeson's always bearing down, I bear down, I prefer my conservatism without the corruption, and I also prefer Democratic policy and Democratic politicians without the idiocy, and here's further idiocy. Lupi Valdez made a comment to the Star-Telegram, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, PolitiFact ran the assessment on her claim and she said that Texas schools closed down for hunting season. Again, yesterday on the program, if I were drawing cartoons, it'd be Beto on an island with a chain to a ball and the ball is looping. But the Abbott people are not going to let this stuff go. What Loopy says is what Texas Democrats say, therefore it's what Beto says. And it's three degrees of separation, but in Politics, there is no context, and that's exactly what's going to play out, and uh, it's going to make Greg Abbott a lot of money, and he's going to further this war chest, and uh, Greg Abbott's going to be excused from the next Jade Helm 15. <sighs> Stick with us right here, other side test. Oh, circle a, spit out wide, grab your partner,
1: mm-hmm. go hog Molded out of red clay
0: and baked in the West Texas sun to perfection is The Other Side of Texas with Jay Leeson. Let your hair down. Wear something today. Don't you know how you make us both look? Welcome back in. This segment brought to you by our friends at Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. Love these guys. They took all that stuff away. I just called them 806 744 7666. And, uh, Everything just went away. They just took all the papers away, and guess what they did at the end? They gave me a Certificate of Destruction for a free and hassle-free estimate. You can also give them a call, 806-744-7666, or check roomcom Great sponsors of the program, and glad to have them on board. Check them out, Lubbock File Room. So where I want to close off today is... There have been some arguments that have been made, and I've seen this, and it extends from what we talked about yesterday on the program with uh, Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor, going after the House Speaker for the kind of expenditures that the House Speaker's been making, the outgoing House Speaker has been making in campaigns. And it brings up this argument that, quite frankly, is really grinding my gears about what makes for a moderate quote-unquote moderate Republican and a, a, quote, conservative Republican in Texas. Because, look, I always go back to this, and if you're just tuning in, if this is the first time you're listening on podcast or on air, conservative to me denotes conserve, that you are interested in conserving something, and guess what you want to conserve? Your district. To make sure that it's there for your children to make it sure that it's there for your grandchildren. And the policy that I see, by and large, passed by quote-unquote conservatives that are labeled by mainstream media in this state as conservative is not conservative. It's deconstructive is what it is. And look, this is my case in point. This is my case in point that there's these ideological purity tests in Texas. Well, how far are you going to go with, like James Dickey, this buffoon who heads up the Republican Party of Texas? Like, you've got to be all for the plan. Well, guess what? We don't go all the way in. We go part of the way in. We go three quarters of the way in. But we don't go all the way in. Here on the other side of Texas, we live in places that we feel a real responsibility to, and we have roots in, and we know what it can bear and what it can't bear. And so what really grinds my gears though with all that is not just James Dickey, but what grinds my gears are people who are, well, we gotta have fidelity to the Republican platform. Oh, we do. Yeah. You know, we gotta go. Well, guess what it says about school choice slash vouchers? Are you in for that? Well, there are some times that we can look away. Okay, so there are times that you can look away but not times that others can look away. So it just becomes this political crapshoot and a bunch of traps laid out for people to fall into. And case in point is ACETAR. And if you aren't familiar with ACETAR, it is additional state aid for tax reduction. And the legislature reduced property taxes by one-third in 2006. And then they guaranteed that school districts would have the ability to maintain at least the same level of per-student funding for weighted average daily attendance as they received from 2005 to 2006 school year, created by the additional state aid for tax reduction assetar. In 2011, oh curveball, the state reduced funding for education, and some of those cuts came through a percentage of ACETAR. At the time, the legislature also enacted a repeal of ACETAR effective September 1, 2017. So what did the last legislature do? And all these rock-ribbed Republicans that are all in for the the platform that, that have no problem calling other people rhinos, guess what they did? Oh, well, we've got to find exemptions. We can't just let the letter of the law fall down on ACETAR schools, which, by and large, are oil-dependent schools for the revenues. And it's not the guys who voted for acetar that I have a problem with. It's the guys who say, well, other people are moderate Republicans. Oh, we're free markets and we want government out of our business. Well do you or do you want government to step in whenever your acetar school district is acetared? There were people who opposed the bathroom bill. Now look, I'm not down at all with what you know it's all subjective, whatever gender you are. Like I grew up, we only had two genders, and now we have like 254 as many counties as we have in Texas. But on the bathroom bill, it was all hogwash to begin with. That's why you never heard about it in any of the primaries. And people will come at me and say, "Well, you're for you're for transgender going into no, I'm not." But I think it was a hogwash issue because. The abortion issue is played out to such an extent. if I can just be candid, Republicans have done, let me just do a congratulatory, done such a great job in the state that they don't have it as an issue anymore. Based upon conversations I have with Republican lawmakers, so all of a sudden, that's by the wayside. Now you can't put people up against, like we had this debate in the congressional, in love it, like early on, whenever it was... Four guys in whatever it was, four, seven, twelve. How many of our people ran for the Republican GOP for District 19 that Jody Arrington wound up winning? And they posed questions like this: If there was a if there was a bill that allowed cotton in the farm bill, or made you decide for pro life legislation, where would you fall? That's not real life. That never happens. But they just want to know, know the character of a man. We have a lot of people done a lot of great work to get the abortion issue where it is right now. But if you're a consultant, you need that wedge. What's the wedge? So what do they come up with? Well, there are going to be transvestites going in the showers with your eighth grade daughter. Well, okay. When when does that ever happen in documentation? Look, I'm just straight talking right now. And so there were some principled people who stepped up and said, this is a bullcrap issue. And guess how I know it was bullcrap? Because how many times did you hear about it in the primary? Uh, you didn't hear about it in the GOP primary in Texas. You didn't hear about it because it was a non-issue that was wedged during the legislature. And even in that time, I wrote a piece called How the Bathroom Bill Can Tip the Outhouse in Rural Texas. Because all the bathroom bill was about was about leveraging other issues, that we're gonna primary you if you don't go with with us on the bathroom bill. And if you go with us on the bathroom bill, it's gonna mean that you're gonna lay down on ad valorem caps or on uh, vouchers, that you're gonna go with us on those things. We're gonna roadside bomb you with the bathroom bill. And stop state media especially, stop calling these people moderates because they oppose this craziness Drives me crazy. You mm-hmm. got to some notes on all this. Jay at OthersideofTexas.com. I'm glad to read them. If you've got stories that you want us to cover here, uh, some issues locally where you live, again, just shoot me an email. Jay at OthersideofTexas.com. Coming up on uh, our Friday edition, got some interviews to play for you. It's some interviews that we've done and hope that you enjoy those tomorrow because I'll be taking off. be headed down to Fort Davis with my precious daughter. We're going to have a little camping trip, but we're going to pre-record that show. But until then, got to go home, got to get home, got an above-average dinner and a great family waiting for me at the house. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you right back here on the OSTX. you be independent minded you moderate Facebook